630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. I, I have to admit, everybody, now maybe I'm not up on all the lingo. Maybe I'm not that hip or maybe just, it, maybe this is something that's good. I don't know what the lingo is, but he referred to cocaine as booger sugar. I, Kellen, I had never heard that before. You need to watch more gangster films, my friend. <laughs> I, Charlie, I, I need to. Uh, yes, I guess I need to watch more shows about cartels and such. Some more Tarantino on your diet. <laughs> I think I've seen all the Tarantino films. I, I, well, maybe he—he's Tarantino. Strikes me as the kind of writer that would have the term "booger sugar" in there at some point. But that was—that <laughs> uh, was Steve Howe, who unfortunately uh, passed away in a crash in April of two thousand and six. He had uh, issues with alcohol and cocaine abuse. He was suspended seven times by Major League Baseball for drug policy violations. And then in 1992, he got a lifetime ban that he was able to overturn uh, with an appeal. And when he was uh, on his game, he was a pretty good pitcher. But unfortunately, he was uh, derailed by his uh, addiction. And yes, perhaps there, uh, there might be a point after three, four, five times when you'd wonder why teams would keep signing him, but he, he got a lot of, uh, I guess he, if, if he had seven suspensions, I guess what he got six second chances, so to speak. So yeah, I, I don't think that's exactly the, the boat that we're in here with Evander Kane, but I understand the, the sentiment of what Richard and some other callers were saying there as well. We have some written messages as well that Kellen Kennedy has collected. We do. If a player can store, uh, can score 30 goals a season, I don't care if he's a hockey player by day and a stripper by night, let him play. That's from Blair. Okay. <laughs> uh, feels to me That'd that be a good movie by the way yeah that would that, that actually would be a good tarantino movie <laughs> uh feels to me that evander kane is the Ant- antonio brown of hockey minus the crazy look what antonio brown did for the bucks before his meltdown last week that's from arms war okay uh the first time kane knocks to chuck on his ass i think a lot of people will change their minds that's from craig from yyc Yep. And Reed, going to quote Christian Slater from True Romance about Evander Kane, throw caution into the wind and let the chips fall where they may. That's from All Robin right. Capilano. Well, well, it's nice to have another Christian Slater movie reference because we were talking about Pump Up the Volume a couple of weeks ago. So we, we were. True Romance as well. Maybe that could become one of our ongoing themes here on the show. Yeah, and the uh, the, the I, can't, I forgot the name already. The the person who said as soon as he knocks over Matt and, and look, Craig. the 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 fans of a team, you you I think you want that feel good story, right? And it's really interesting. You know, if if you're listening to me, then first of all, you're a very tolerant person, and, and second of all, you like sports. The, the the sports is in the title of the show. So you're probably going to see things from a, sp- a sports perspective first. Can this guy play? Can he help my favorite team? What's he going to do? You know, and then you look at, okay, what is his past and how bad is it? You know, Jay Lynn on her show said a lot of people were saying, I, I don't want a Vander Kane on the team, right? So uh, so maybe a di- different type of audience with a different type of priority. So I'm, I'm not generally surprised with what I'm hearing. And again, and I, I said this last night to Bob, if I were the GM of the team, would I be reluctant to sign Evander Kane? I would. You know, I don't, I don't personally hate the guy. I, 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 I'm not upset if any of you have a different opinion, and it seems a lot of you do. Um, but if he's signed, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, every time I mention Evander Kane, I'm not going to say, oh, by the way, he did this and this in the past. I, you know, I'm going to cover him straight up. But, of course, if there is a transgression, 
well, then that becomes part of the story. And then the whole context of that is going to have to be talked about it. That's how I'm going to approach it, uh, you know, professionally. Um, and yeah, when he's playing a game, we evaluate him as a hockey player. And certainly any Oilers fan would hope, hey, there, there's the power forward, right? There's the guy who could score. There's the guy who might get into a fight. There's the guy who's going to stand up for McDavid. All that kind of stuff. So, yeah, interesting discussion for sure. We have, uh, oh, Roy has called in. Hi, Roy, go ahead. Thanks so much. I think one thing that's being missed when people are talking about Antonio Brown going to Tampa Bay, it's the leadership within the room. And I think Mm -hmm. that's really missing in the Oilers' room. I don't think... You know, Connor McDavid is a heck of a player, but if you go back to the old days, and I know Mark Spector touched on Glenn Sather's time, and I was working in media at that time as well. Well, the difference was you had leadership in your room. You had Lee Fogelin, you had Mark Messier, you had Wayne Gretzky, you had Kevin Lowe. You had a group that could actually control and bring people in. They take control of the room. I think that's missing with the Oilers, number one. Number two, I think the focus should be on goaltending. Well, I, I agree with you. I agree with you there. I don't know if you heard how much I talked about it last week. Exactly. And I just, how many goals you score, it's not a 7-6 league anymore. It's not an 8-5 league anymore. Without goaltending, the Oilers aren't going anywhere. Scoring is the last thing they need. I think this is smoke and mirrors to create some interest, uh, keep some interest in the community. If you fail and you miss the playoffs with this player, especially in these economic times with covid and you got frontline workers uh, stressed and everything else. Million dollars doesn't seem a lot, but to people yeah. that are struggling, it's a lot. Roy, I want to ask you two questions if you can hang on. Uh, you mentioned you work in me- you worked in media. Should I know who you are? And then my my number two question, given what you said about leadership, would this be uh, not an opportunity for Duncan Keith to really earn his chops here as an Oiler? Well, I think it would. The problem is Duncan Keith. Uh, as you know, was uh, late coming in as well because he didn't have his vaccine. So I don't think he really embraced the room and took over the team, uh, unlike Andrew Ferentz, who came in several years ago. Uh, secondly, some people will remember me. It's Roy Stasiak, Rodeo Roy. So okay. I worked for way back when, and I've worked in the Western Hockey League and the National Hockey League for the last 30 years. So um, as I say, I, I just think the focus shouldn't be on more scoring the Oilers have scoring it's defense and especially goaltending that that's where I would put the focus on well and that's one thing I said last week and and look you know I, I, I I'm critical of the bottom six scoring sometimes Rob and I talk about it after a lot of games but I also made the point last week that if uh, the Oilers five on five save percentage is 925 instead of 909 nobody cares if Colton Sevier has zero one two or three goals right exactly exactly now having said that uh you also put in the time that those lines are playing and what the expectation is so you know part of it it's not just goaltending it's uh also using everybody and utilizing everybody i mean the five on five um those guys are going to be fresher if they're on the power play if they're on the pk and they're not playing constantly five on five as well and by that i mean the top which is another thing we've discussed, making those maybe bottom six players feel a little more involved in the outcome of the game, right? Which exactly. Is, and to me, you know, that's the one criticism I would have of Tip along the way. Exactly. Yeah, fair enough. I, you know, I sound like an old-timer when I talk about, I always go back to Kevin McClellan scoring the one nothing goal against the Islanders the year the Oilers won their first cup. 
and the significance of that, uh, you know, third and fourth lines. That was always a key, and they always found ice time for those guys, and they played important minutes. Hey, uh, I'm honoured that you called, Roy. Take care of yourself, man. Call any time. You bet. Thanks so much. Okay, 780-496-0063. We have Ken standing by as well on the Certainty Hotline. Okay, Hello. Ken, it's all you. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I'm fine, thank you, and uh, first-time caller, but I just wanted to uh, do two things on the candy. Roy is right, you know, goaltending, right? But it ain't easy to get a goaltender, you yeah. know, so, and, uh, you know, and we already have one in Springer, so that shouldn't even be a point. My other question, because I don't know, and you might, is can you sign Kane to a, say, they sign him for a million, it'll be prorated, of course, but can you sign him and then have... Uh, um, without a guarantee, so that if he screws up once, boot him, and they don't have to pay him. And I'll sign off, and you can answer that. Yeah, I, I believe that they would have to do. I'll have to look into that further, but I, I believe they would have to do what San Jose did, like have reason to terminate the contract because he, you know, with Kane violated COVID protocol a couple of times with the fake vaccination status, and uh, and then with this latest allegation that he he traveled when he shouldn't have when he was with the AHL yeah. so I, I think that they would have to have it, it would have to be something like that I, I like do you remember when the Elks cut that guy in the summer Jacob Ruby because mm-hmm. he lied Ruby. about his vaccination yeah. status yeah like I think it would have to be something like that as opposed to well he missed curfew a couple times I, but I, I'll have to, I'll have to mm. look into the legality of that a little bit more it's a good question I'd like to clarify yeah. Okay. Thank you. Have a great night, guys. And I hope they get them because it's exactly what they need. And, you know, move Nuge down, right? Yeah. Fair enough. Well, that's a good question. Do you move Nuge down? Uh, just spitballing here. And again, it's still an if. Do you move? I mean, could you go? Could you go Kane, McDavid, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, Dry Settle, Yamamoto, and then Fogel, McLeod, Puliyarvi? Could they do something like that? I, I think that could be an option as well. Anyway, we also have Brian on the Certainty Hotline. Hello, Brian. Reed, how are you? Well, I'm doing well. It's nice to hear from you. Yeah, you and I have had a couple of discussions, and the last time I called it was after an Oilers game, and I brought up the uh, the minutes of, with Drysidel and McDavid, okay. um, all the minutes they have. Um, I just kind of wanted to expand on that just a little bit, and I know you have. Uh, I, I probably have missed some of the shows, but. Um, you know, with uh, with the amount of with, with the start the Oilers had this year, I mean, it was, it was they couldn't sustain it, of course. With what's been happening, you know, the last twelve games or thirteen games is not it, it's not indicative of of the Oilers team. I mean, they're better than that. We know that. But I would say that um, Tippett has to find a way to lessen those guys' minutes because they're going to get burnt out. We're not even halfway through the season. Uh, they look tired. The last few games, McDavid didn't even want, look, look like he wanted to push back on a couple of plays. Um, dry saddle the same way. They're not going to come out and say they're tired. But last time I checked, it's a team game. And the Oilers are not going to win, in my opinion, they're not going to win anything with two superstars and then a bunch of third and fourth liners that are playing four and five minutes. Uh, it's ridiculous because those guys on those lines want to prove something as well. And I think Holland is right. You know, yesterday when he said the the answers in the dressing room and then Bakersfield, 
that, you know, they have to develop these players. And I would like to see Tippett less in the minutes of dry saddling McDavid. And, and to a man, if you ask those guys, what do they want? Do they want a scoring title? Do they want a league MVP? Do they want the, do they want the spotlight? I don't think so. They've been there and done that. They want to win a championship. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm putting the onus on Tippett to prove that he can coach this team as a team, not as a McDavid and Drysaddle team, but as an Oiler team. And that caller Roy a couple calls ago, I agree with him totally. When Gretzky and the Oilers were winning back in the 80s, they had Semenko playing up with Gretzky. They had uh, 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 Lumley playing up with Gretzky. Mm-hmm. These guys, nobody, nobody's really heard of. If, if you've been born in the last 30 years, you've probably never heard of these guys. But these guys, were they, they bled Oiler colors. And I'm pretty sure that the guys that are on our third and fourth lines now, the Bensons and the, and the Fogels and stuff, these guys, they've got something to prove, and they would love to be part of this team. And right now, I don't think they are part of the team. Yeah, I think you make a good point, and I've talked about making those guys feel, you know, have more ownership in the outcome of the team. And even if you trim a shift a period for McDavid and Dreisleit, oh, that's a couple minutes off, maybe get some down around 20 minutes. I will say this, though, uh, Brian, before I move on to the next caller, they didn't track ice time in the 80s. I'm guessing Wayne Gretzky played a ton. <laughs> Fair enough? <laughs> oh, he did. I'm, I'm sure he did. But you know you know what, Reed? In, 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 in all honesty, though, um, it's a team game and they need to bring all the players in to help. And, and, and I think in the big picture and in the long run, I think McDavid and Dreisaitl would understand that as well, that even if they get their minutes cut back a little bit, they're going to see those minutes on the power play. They're going to see those minutes come right. back in the playoffs, but let them rest. Give these guys a little bit of rest. It might mean that we may not win every game, but we're going to be developing into a really good team then. Cause I think we've got the players now. All right. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot for calling. Thanks. Thanks, Reed. Okay, i got to get in a quick break. Curtis, you're up next. Open line time here on Inside Sports. Tell you something. Uh, I I just am lo- looking over the the list of callers that I've written down here tonight. As you guys know, this show has fourteen listeners, and Curtis is our eleventh caller tonight. So only three listeners haven't called in this evening. That's a pretty good percentage. Curtis, what's going on, buddy? Uh not too much yourself. Well, I'm doing okay. I'm sitting in my basement doing my old radio show. Uh, Boston's beating Montreal four one. How's your day been? Oh, not too bad. Just about getting done work. Oh, good man. Uh, well, what's on your mind? I got a couple points. Uh, I'm on the uh, get the get Kane on our team. Um, Holland said that he's not going to go and trade around trade off a first round draft pick for a rental player. Well, there Kane is your rental player. Um, could you imagine having three lines in the playoffs? Uh, Roland, how, who's going to defend it? Who's and then overtime three on three. You got McDavid and Drysaddle out there all the time. Yeah. Who do you got to replace them when they come off when they're tired? Boom! Put Kane back out there. Like it's it's yeah, sure he's got his problems off the ice and all that stuff, but who doesn't? It's just it's just what it is. It's, it's a, he's a rental player. Yeah, that's one way to look at it for sure. Because nobody's, I mean, whether it's Edmonton or somebody else, nobody's going to sign him for five years, right? It is no. whether it's. 
I mean, you, you can argue, is this his third chance, fourth chance, fifth chance? I mean, it might be his last chance, right? So nobody's going to sign him for a long time. And, I, and hopefully Evander realizes that as well. Yeah, for sure. And then the other one is um, get Skinner up. Like that comment that Costco made, or they posted on Facebook there or whatever. Yep. Um, like that just, I, I, I think that just put a knife in his back, in, in, in his own back. Like you can't let in the first shot of the game all the time and expect your team to bail you out all the time. It just, it, it, no goaltender should have a stat like that attached to his name. Now, I right. Like you shouldn't even, on, yeah. You shouldn't. You shouldn't even need to keep track of it. Like it might happen twice a year. It's just like how we're keeping track of how often the Oilers allow the first goal against twenty-one of the last twenty-five games. It's insane, right? And part yeah, of that is the goaltending. Yeah. Yeah, and when you're behind the eight ball, your team is completely different. If you let in the first, like, well, if you let in the first goal, it's a completely different hockey game for your team. If you score first, it's a completely different hockey game. Or like they play a lot differently. Yeah. Yeah, I agree but, with that for sure. Get, Thank you, Curtis. And get, yeah, and get Skinner up. Like that'll help him out because then you got Mike Smith teaching him that much longer. Okay, appreciate it, Curtis. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Reminder: We got gold medalist Stephanie Labe coming up in the final half hour of the show. Going to be awesome to catch up with her. So our last open line participant tonight will be Bobby. Go ahead, Bobby. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Awesome. I just wanted to say. Uh, Take it easy to all the fans. I know everybody loves the Edmonton Oilers. So you know what I mean? I've been a fan for over 25 years now. And, uh, you know, eventually we're going to win the Cup. McDavid wants the Cup more than anybody. Uh, and uh, that's all I got to say, really. You know what I mean? Just take it easy. Have patience for these young guys. Um, okay, what do you want? You got to have an you got to have an opinion on Evander Kane if you're calling in tonight. Yes or no? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. About Evander Kane as well too. Why the reason why I'm calling is because he we're only going to have him for less than a year. So why is everybody going nuts? Just relax. Even if we get him, we get him. What's the big deal? We should get him. Get the spice these guys up a little bit. We need some room in the some movement in the uh, locker room there as well too. You know what I mean? Spice things up a bit. Okay. Hey, Bobby, thanks for calling. You have a good evening, okay? Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Right on. That is Bobby, 780-496-0063. Well, really appreciate your participation tonight, and I hope you will continue to participate and uh, listening to someone I'm really excited to talk to, Stephanie Labbe from Stony Plain. We're going to get her on from Paris where she's uh, playing for her club team. And, of course, gold medal, the goalkeeper in the shootout for the Canadian women's soccer team in August in Tokyo. We've been uh, working on trying to get her on for a while. We finally got a window here, and that is coming up next on Inside Sports. Stick around! Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.